Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast with Chris Buda and Brett Hammond. Chris is a lawyer, a pastor, and a nonprofit executive, and Brett is a producer and a business owner. This is the final episode of this podcast series about leadership lessons that Chris learned while on the show Family Feud. And today, Chris talks about the importance of owning up to our mistakes. I've been sharing a lot about the leadership lessons I learned from Family Feud, and I think we hit four. But this last one I want to talk about is not necessarily a leadership lesson learned from Family Feud, but from the man Steve Harvey himself. As I mentioned, Brett off air, you know, just listen to him communicate to people during those Q&A sessions while they're pattering down the contestants. Very smart man, very good man, uh, very forthright guy. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, not without reason, the makeup of the audience being largely a lot of middle class, upper class African Americans who live in Atlanta. Uh, there was always a group of younger people, it seemed, from whether I was on stage watching or in the audience listening, who would kind of come and they're just having fun. But then when they're asking questions, a lot of them had went to Steve Harvey, how do you, you know, how you be successful? How do you make your money? And depending on how they phrase a question, Steve would push back if they if they didn't articulate that well or they were kind of uh, loose with it in their language. And Steve would really kind of jump on them like, whoa, that wasn't, you know, the funny stuff there. But then as you'd hear him respond, he would really, you could tell he was pouring into people's lives and he'd say, man, I, you call my office, I will help you, but you gotta do what's right too. You've gotta be professional, you've gotta do this, you gotta hustle, man. He goes, I've been blessed with lots of money. And he wasn't afraid of saying that. He goes, but I bust my hand. <laughs> he was talking about how much he worked. He goes, I was on the air for four hours for the radio and then I run over here. He goes, you know, it's a blessing, but it's also hard work and he talks about that. So I just really appreciated him. But what he always mentioned to particularly the younger kids in the crowd or younger uh, men and women was the idea of personal responsibility and the idea of own your stuff and 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 don't make excuses and all the things that I think are again basic leadership principles but coming from a comedian an actor you know all the things he does it takes some power it's some powerful words coming from him and I think we've talked about this as well Brett I think most people can sniff out BS pretty quickly yeah he got no BS in him he's just raw and authentic mm-hmm. you know he when he's talking you know he's he means what he says you might not like the what he says. You might not like the way the way in which he says it. <laughs> Some people say that about me, but but it's but with Steve, you're like you know that's that he's serious about it. That's what he means. That's what he believes. So I picked that up, and that that was just in his conversations. But I I, I realized this a couple of years later. I don't know how many of you guys remember. It used to be a big thing. Maybe when I was a kid, <laughs> but watching the Miss Miss America Miss America pageant, Miss USA pageant, Miss Universe pageant. Do you remember Brett? The 2015 Miss Universe pageant Steve Harvey hosted. I believe it was the first time he hosted. I, I didn't watch it. No, Oh, you can admit it. You watched it. <laughs> you got on TV. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it either. But do you, do you remember what happened? So, no. So Steve Harvey, again, his career starts taking off. Uh, the Family Feud, then he's doing his radio show, then he got his TV show, and I think his TV show probably had started. So he's just a mega personality. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure it's his first time he was asked to host a Miss Universe pageant. And a lot of you may have witnesses and have not witnessed it live on social media the next day because they get to the point where the show is over and Steve Harvey's doing Steve Harvey stuff being funny but also just being winsome and and having fun with it and they get down to the end and I think it was December 20th 2015 and uh he goes and first place is Miss Columbia and the music comes on I haven't watched it in years since I was a little kid when my grandmother watched it so I don't know what the theme music is the theme music comes on and miss columbia starts crying because she just won miss universe and miss philippines is runner up is crying because she didn't win and they're putting 
they're putting the the crown on her head and they're giving the roses to her, the flowers. And Steve Harvey starts mumbling. I guess someone was in the earpiece in his ear. It's like, no, that wasn't first place. That was first runner up was Miss Columbia. He announced the wrong Miss Universe on live TV. (laughs) The card said first runner up. And I think Steve spit the bit and went first place is a and then they're in his ear and he's looking he's like and the winner is and he's like oh shoot <laughs> and he and he literally you can youtube this we can put up on our website so, <laughs> but you can youtube this if you don't put the video on our site but literally he starts oh wait i'm sorry i'm sorry i made a mistake <laughs> and miss miss columbia's like you're freaking kidding me he's like no no the winner is actually miss <laughs> and so now both women are crying again but they're crying for different reasons now it's like miss columbia take the crown off your head and give me those it could have been what was this sandra bullock thing uh you know the movie sandra bullock was in when she was in the beauty contest with william oh, shatner uh, not Miss yeah, yeah, Miss Congeniality. She's the FBI agent, and they start fighting at the end. And it's like, <laughs> I, I could literally, I think this could have happened because Miss Columbia's like, no, 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 that's my free. You just said I won. No backsies. You, you can't say no, man. It's mine. But Steve Harvey's going, oh, and you know, in his head, he's going, mother. Oh my gosh, did I screw this up? And they literally take the crown and flowers from Miss Columbia and put on Miss Philippines. Miss Philippines, Miss Columbia looks crushed. Miss Philippines just looks confused. These are these beautiful women who were one and two in the Miss Universe contest, and they both look like death warmed over. It's like, what the heck is going on? It was one of the biggest live TV debacles. And I didn't see it live, but I watched it on YouTube. So I've got a meeting early the next morning. And again, I didn't see it, but I saw it on the probably the Twitter feed, you know, all the comments and people mocking what happened. And because I'd been with Steve Harvey that one time, and if you listen, Regularly, we're going to come back because we actually went back on Family Feud. I didn't say that yet. Uh, story for a different day. But I spent some time, see, we're not that we're buddies, please. I'm not trying to say that. But I spent time with him in person, heard him speak to people off the cuff, heard him do the question and answers, watch what he did with my guys when they were on stage and other contestants. I really believed as an authentic human being, he was who he said he was. So whoever I was with, I can't remember who I was with the next day. It might have been a couple guys. And they knew we had been on Family Feud, and they know I speak highly Steve Harvey. Like, yo, what's your boy going to do now, man? Did you see that last night? I was like, no, but I saw this morning. Like, man, what's he going to do? And I responded so quickly, which I tend to do, but it was very just, it was, my assumption was this. I said, oh, he will come out with an apology. He will fall on the sword and say, I made a mistake. I apologize. It was me. And I said, he will be authentic, and he's not going to, he's just going to say that it was a mistake. Sorry, it happens. Uh, I said, then Miss, Miss Universe will invite him back. Literally by lunchtime, he came out with a public statement that morning. It was before noontime he came out. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Uh, it was me. And later that day, Miss Universe said Steve Harvey's coming back the next next year. So I don't know if he still does again. I'm not a Miss Universe observer, so I don't know if he still does it. But I know at least he, they brought him back for a second year. And I thought, man, you talk about leadership lessons that I learned from Family Feud. I said, this one was Steve Harvey specifically, but this idea that as leaders, we own our mistakes. Mm. And I I don't know about you, Brett, if uh, I'm putting you on the spot again, but if you can think about a time, and I try not to always mention names, particularly if it's a negative example, uh, but most of us can remember times when leaders just dropped the ball. Yeah. And we ended up eating dirt for it. For sure. Uh, And a lot of times that happens based on you know, if you're a younger person, man or woman in a job, or uh, even if it's in the school, a coach, uh, a team, even if it's in the family, 
where people will just fail to own their stuff. Oh, yeah. All so, the time. And I can remember as a young attorney, I had somebody, I had a, an older attorney who was just real onerous and just just a, not a nice guy. As you're saying, Pittsburgh is a real jag off. And I had something to file and had to run it by him. And he yelled and screamed at me because he wanted it done differently. And I got it done differently. And we got it, we had a problem because it was done wrong because I did it his way. And I can remember him reaming me out in front of the client saying, if you would have filed the correct stuff, as if he never taught. I literally had it printed and done. This is 1988, so it took a while to print stuff. It was literally, I had it in final form, and he changed it on me to do it his way. It was done wrong. We paid the price for it, and then he threw me under the bus. And I remember that as close as I ever got to, again, I'm a street kid originally from New York City, and as much as I'm a professional in things now and faith is important to me, there's still times I just want to punch someone in the face. And I was so angry because I, I thought that was just so unjust for someone to do that. Uh, and I'm looking him in the eye, and the look I got back was, I know exactly what the flip I'm doing, but I'm more important than you. You're expendable. You know, just kind of like, just shut up and sit there. The client leaves, and after he kind of jump piles on me too, and I said, I don't appreciate that. I had to say something because I was literally going to hit him. Yeah. And I said, I at least got to get off my chest. I just said, I don't appreciate that. And his response was literally, I'm the obtaining attorney. They call him OAs. I'm the obtaining attorney because I need to salvage that relationship so we don't lose all that business. So you can take it on the chin, boy. What? And I thought, if that's the way we do business here, I don't know if I want to be here. And if that's the way the client likes business being done, I don't know if I want to do this. But the, I, again, I, I'm imagining for all the leadership lessons we've been talking about, there's probably more of us who could quickly go to an example of that happening where people just didn't eat their stuff and just own their mistakes mm-hmm. and say it is what it is. It's it just heartbreaking to see that happen. And I would say as leaders, again, in our family, in our works, in our religious institutions, we've got to do that. Yeah. Uh, we've got to do that. And I, I, one thing, we'll talk about a whole lot of different stuff on this broadcast. The one thing I'm not going to talk about is politics. Just because it's so divisive, not that I don't have an opinion, not that I don't think it's important, but that's for some other people to talk to. But the divisiveness in this world just prevents me from really wanting to engage in those conversations. This is personal development. This is leadership skills. We'll talk about some faith stuff, even if people are interested. Uh, but the one thing I say about politics in general, it seems to me now that you see this in all sorts of places. We just want to own some of our stuff. Mm. So if it's politically expedient to say, oh, okay, I did this, but I didn't do that. That may may not be a picture of me there. Well, maybe I did this, but I didn't do that. And I'm telling you, I think if we're going to be leveraged to be the best human beings we can be, if we're going to be leaders, if we're going to be people who value our friendships, value our leadership, value our input, just value us as human beings, I'm, I'm going to argue with people who are afraid of owning their stuff. I think that's the greatest indicator of trust when you just are honest and say, this is it. I'm exposed like a nerve. I dropped the ball. I'm Absolutely. sorry. I uh, Fundraiser, I've talked about it a few times. I don't know if I should say this out loud. <laughs> but I got a significant check at one point. And about a month after I got this significant check, I would say it was five figures. Okay, so that's significant. I got a call saying, are you going to cash that? <laughs> I said, what? I thought I gave it to my administrator. <laughs> <laughs> And they said, it was never cashed. Well, can you look into that? Well, I looked. My administrator said I never gave it to her, and I believe her above my memory. <laughs> so I had to go to this donor and say, I apologize. I, I have no recollection. I, I recall you handing me a check. I recall me shaking your hand and saying, thank you. I can recall looking at the check and seeing that it was very generous. 
uh, I recall writing a thank you note. I, I responded. You know, it was a fundraiser. The first thing. I have no idea where it went after it went in my coat pocket. I felt like a kindergartner again. I felt so embarrassed. I felt just, you talk about it as a fundraiser and I lose a check that big and I've got to go back and say, I apologize. All I can say is I must have misplaced it and forgive me for doing that was a, such a generous gift. You know what the interesting thing was? Uh, okay, just cancel it and here's a new one. I can't guarantee that always happens, that grace wow. is extended that much. But my... My experience is when we just are honest and we're willing to own our own stuff, there's a vulnerability that comes out where people would trust us more instead of hiding our stuff and without without, without pretending. Especially because, Brett, know this too. When people try to hide their stuff, most of us aren't that good at hiding it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Most of us aren't that good a liar. It's like Pinocchio. Maybe our nose doesn't grow, but it's like there's an aura <laughs> about us. Like, you're full of stuff, man. Yeah. It's like, and so I think there's a transparency that comes with being honest, but... I just, again, I could talk about things I've seen Steve Harvey do and, and be and say, and I think as much fun as we had being on the TV show with him, I, I think the thing I learned most from him was when he, it, I'm telling you, pull it up on YouTube. What a debacle. <laughs> and for him to the next one go, yeah, my bad. That's on me. <laughs> what else are you going to say? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, someone said, well, maybe they wrote it wrong. He didn't even go. It's like, nah, it's on me. It's on me. <laughs> Mea culpa. <laughs> so, hey, and I would say this. We often talk about how this applies at work. I would make a non-pay-for commercial announcement. I, I do reference family. I think this is even more important as a family, um, particularly as a mom or a dad or someone who's in seniority, whether it's a grandparent or just someone who has the upper upper ground as far as chronology wise sometimes it's just real hard for us to bite the bullet and say we were wrong Mm -hmm. and again i think there's nothing more powerful for a kid particularly a teenager to see when you're demanding that they be upright and trustworthy and honest that we do the same thing and say hey my bad thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this series then check out our new podcast series coming soon where we have a fun and interesting discussion with Colonel Mario Buda, who is a U2 pilot. And Mario shares his leadership experiences and his TV show experience with Joan London. This podcast is recorded and produced by me, Brett Hammond, at www.bhammond.com.